It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer. Kirk Elliott producing the show today. Hello, Marie. How you doing? Um, I'm going to start off the show today by uh, just talking a little bit. We got Drew Erkenbach, Brack. Uh, he's going to be joining us from the Belleville High Banks um, here in just a little bit. We'll be talking a little bit about what's going on over there at the the Midget Nationals, they're going to be running the uh, Midgets on the small track this year, and they're going to be running Silver Crown cars on the big track. So that should be an interesting weekend at the Belleville High Banks. Kirk, how are you doing today? You doing all right? I'm doing great. No, Todd he... is away on a... Uh, What's he doing today? Uh, some kind of a uh, doctor's appointment today. Right. I'm not sure. Exactly. It's a little bit cold outside, isn't it? But it is. Yeah. It's going to get nasty before the end of the week, too. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, Steve, uh, appreciate you chiming in um, to the show here today. Hey, listen, um, I, I really want to start off the show today. Uh, last night, I watched a, a, a race of movie, Ford versus Fiari. And I've watched this movie many times, right? And, and the question to me today is, what is the greatest racing movie of all time? Now, this is the question to the viewers out there today. What is the greatest racing movie of all time? Kirk, do you got an opinion on this? Uh, we were talking a little bit about it before we started on the air today. Um, what is your favorite racing movie of all time? Uh, I would have to say Grand Prix is probably the greatest racing movie of all time. That goes back to my, what, about 10 years old when I first saw that movie. Right. But uh, Ford versus Ferrari is right up there with that. I thought that was a great film. You know, the, the the actor that played Ken Miles, man, that guy just did a hell of a job, didn't he? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. If you look at photos of Ken Miles, uh, Christian Bale is about as perfect a casting as you could ever see. Now, we don't really know the all the personality traits of Ken Miles. He died just a couple of months after... He didn't he, win the, the Le Mans race. He finished second in the 24-hour Le Mans, he, right? He really got ripped off. He did. He, he did because what they did, they give the win to the car that started the furthest back in that race. Now we've just spoiled it for anybody who's not seen that movie. Uh, that's all right. It doesn't matter. I, I think most racing people have seen that movie. I think more people have seen that racing movie than uh, most any other movie. But anyway, uh, Ken Miles uh, was a headstrong guy. Probably didn't get along well with a lot of people, especially corporate types. Right. And that really came out in the movie. But Christian Bale uh, just really did a great job of capturing the essence of what race car drivers were like back then. 
And it was very dangerous back then. A lot of guys got killed, right, including himself. But, you know, the racing was far more dangerous than it was today. I don't know what you guys think is the best movie of all time. But I think Ford versus Fiari is the best movie out there. Does anybody have any idea what their favorite movie is? You know, it's funny. I said this earlier, and I don't know if anybody heard me. But they have the number one best racing movie of all time, The Fast and the Furious, in 2001. Does anybody think that that's a real racing movie? I don't think that's a real racing movie, to be honest with you. Um, I... I, I the Fast and the Furious is a a movie about street cars racing on the street. It, it can you can you really say that that is a real racing movie? I I can't say it is. You know, and it, it's kind of funny. They have Ford versus Ferrari uh, second, and. The third best movie, and I, I I would have to tend to agree with this. The third best movie is Rush. Did anybody else watch the movie Rush? Um, the best car chase scene, Steve is chiming in here. He, he says the best car chase scene is Bullet. Now, I would agree with that. You know, the Mustang versus the Charger racing around the streets of San Francisco. That was, in my day, when I was a kid, that was one of the best movies of all time, right? Um, I, I, I would have to agree with Steve that, you know, jumping the hills to San Francisco, um... I, I, I thought that was a great movie. And the way that the, the chase scene ended in Bullet with the Charger going into that gas station and blowing up, that, that was an excellent movie. So let me go through some of the movies here. Now, me personally, I think Days of Thunder, they have Days of Thunder, number four here in, in, in this story shorty tell um it's a it's a link that i found and they're saying days of thunder is number four to me days of thunder i don't know what you guys think but days of thunder to me was maybe the worst movie of racing movie ever would anybody else disagree with me on that because I, I, Alan Miller, he likes Days of Thunder. He just said that. Um, Rush, I think, was maybe the second best movie. Kirk, what do you think? Are, 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 do you got do you got it together now to where you can talk? Huh? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I think so. 
All right. We've had a disaster here this morning, but I think we've got it back together again. Uh, Rush. Mike said we both should be fired. Well, yeah. Well, no, me. You did nothing wrong. It was uh, I fat fingered something, and uh, we got it together now. So that's the main thing. Right. No, I was going to say uh, the uh, Grand Prix movie was my favorite racing movie, and Ford versus Ferrari would be number two. And uh, I think Cars is my third most favorite racing movie. Do you That's the way I'd rank it. Do you remember the movie Death Race 2000 that was in I 1975? Don't you don't remember that nope. movie? What was that about? Uh, it, it, it's about killing people in race cars. Yeah. yeah. How long ago did that come out? That was 1975. I don't recall that one at all. You don't remember Death Wish 2000? No. Really? I don't remember. I'm old enough. I should remember, but I don't. Right. Uh, Bullet. Bullet. Somebody's mentioned Bullet. That was a good. That was a good movie. Steve McQueen. Right. Steve McQueen was good. Um, winning the race life of Paul Newman in 2015. That was a pretty good movie. Did you watch any of that, Kurt? I did not. Mm. I haven't. I guess I haven't seen all these movies. Right. There's Ryan Raglan here. Let me just pick it up, Kirk. Let me get it. All right, we're going to go to the phone. Ryan Raglan's calling in. Ryan, how you doing, bud? Dude, you mentioned Death Race 2000. Uh-huh. I was waiting for someone to do that. Really? My God, the look on that lady's face at the very end when the guy walked into the car wash and said, hey, the manager needs to talk to you, and her car was the original Mach 1 that he just got done tearing up. Mm-hmm. And he hopped in her car and took off. And then the one that he tore up comes out of the car wash and she faints. That yeah. was beautiful. I, I don't know if you know this, but Tony Bruce Jr., his dad, Tony Bruce Sr., he bought one of the cars from the movie Gone in 60 oh, wow. Seconds. I don't know if you know that or not. No, but that would be awesome. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. The killer thing about that movie was... When it came out, I threw such a fit. I was like eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. I threw such a fit to my mom because we lived right next door to a drive-in. Right. And I wanted to go see that movie so bad. Right. And she wanted to see something else that I had no opinion of. <laughs> it was about the only time that I threw a fit enough that it actually worked out. I got to see that movie. Right. And it was beautiful. What, what about the movie Grand Prix that was 1966 with James Gardner? What do you think about that movie? You start getting into your realms of great movies and classics. Right. Is a great movie a classic or or is a classic movie great? Oh, I don't For know. For me, Death Race 2000 is a classic. Bullet is, is a movie. You're not. You're cutting out on us there, Ryan. Oh, sorry about that. I'm just climbing into Texas on 35 right now, headed down to. Oh, I got South you. South of Waco. All right. All but, right. But to me, Ford versus Ferrari is probably the best racing movie. Bullet, not a racing movie, but does have the most iconic chase scene like you were talking about. Right. To me, Bullet is a ultimate classic movie. Ford versus Ferrari is a great movie. How about how everything went? How about the movie Le Mans in 1971? Did you ever watch that movie? I didn't get to see that one. I've been wanting to, and I haven't had a chance to. 
yeah. Yeah, it, 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 that's a great movie as well. Thunder. Yeah. Days of Thunder to me is a racing movie, but it, you know, they added a little twist to it, but they kind of showed how everything went. But It's not reality, Days of Thunder. No, not not like it is now. You know, but. me personally, Ryan, to be honest with you, I, I can't really stand to watch movies that aren't real. I'm the same way, especially when you have vast knowledge of the subject that they're talking about. Right. And then they come in and do something that's just like, look, you know, most people will get that, but it'll ruin it for you if you. Right. All right, Ryan, you're cutting out on us here. We're going to we're going to take a break and we're going to try to regroup and uh, come back. Uh, Drew Eckenbrack is going to join us. He's from the Belleville High Banks. He's going to join us next year on the show. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back with more Mostly Motorsports right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. 
One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, Kirk Elliott running the show today. Sorry about the uh, the little hiccup at the start of the show uh, today. And uh, we want to welcome to the show right now from the Belleville High Banks, Drew Erkenbrack. Drew, how you doing? Yeah. Great, Scott. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. It's great to have you on. Uh, it's always good to talk about the Belleville High Banks. Um, right. it, it, it's just, uh, it, it's still known as the fastest half mile in the country, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a big, fast place, and uh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's breathtaking to watch. A lot of people come to Belleville to see a, a product that you can't see anywhere else in the Midwest for sure. And, uh, we're proud of it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, let, let me ask you about this. Uh, they're going to run the midgets this year or next year, I should say. Um, they're going to run them on the short track, but they're going to run the silver crown cars on the big track, right? Yes, correct. We'll have, uh, the USAC midgets back for the first time since 2017. Um, but yes, they will be on the, the, the quarter mile track on the inside and uh, then we'll have the the silver crown cars back on the half mile. Yeah. Uh, hey, before uh, we get too deep into it, let me ask you this, uh, Drew. What is your favorite racing movie of all time? Do you have one movie? Ford versus Ferrari uh, uh, was maybe my favorite movie. How about you? Uh, I'd say Days of Thunder. I'm a Days of Thunder guy. You're a Days of Thunder guy. You know that? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That that was a pretty good movie. A lot of yeah, people. I just I like the all the dirt on their face, you know, when they get out of the car, uh, and always wondering how how that quite happened, you know. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, what what is uh, what's going on uh, with the um, at, at Belleville right now? You know, unfortunately, when we lost Brian Clausen, um, we ran one more year, but um, it, that was such a sad ordeal when we lost BC, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. That was a it was a tough deal. I mean, 
you know, those things happen in racing and, uh, you just, you hate to see it. You never, you never expect it. And, uh, when you lose a guy like Brian who loved Belleville, you know, there's, right. there's few guys that came to Belleville and loved just being there. I mean, he'd go get a, a snowball from grandpa's snowball outside of turn one. Um, he just loved being there. He appreciated what it was and, uh, that it hurt it hurt bad and we we miss him and it was just a terrible deal yeah no doubt about it um maybe one of the greatest drivers of all time uh, brian clausen was would you agree with that oh for sure and especially at belleville i mean there was few guys that are willing to put it on the wall and know when to pass and mm-hmm. not break momentum and are willing to make those passes on the outside to keep it going he was one of those guys and uh, he was just a great ambassador for our track and the Belleville Midget Nationals, and it was just uh, just a terrible deal. Yeah. Um, l- let's talk about the – you know, it was funny. When they had the late models there this year, the first night they ran on the big track. Um, what Was there conversation after that race and, and they decided to run on the small track? Can you kind of fill us in there what happened overnight? Uh, with yeah, the late so there, models. I mean, there was a there was a lot that that kind of played into that deal. Yeah. Um, we had XR there, um, who had rented the facility. Yeah, um, Barry Braun and his crew, um, and they 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 did everything they could. They and uh, tried to put on the best show they could possible. Yeah. Um, we were some of the challenges we were up against. Uh, you know, I don't know how many people realize it was literally 105 um, with 30 mile an hour winds. And I, I can remember standing there talking with Dan Robinson at the time who was working for him. Right. And it was 9 o'clock at night. It was 94 degrees and probably 30-mile-an-hour 30, 30 winds. And uh, the guys were, were having trouble blistering their tires. And the cars had made such improvements and changed so much since the last time we had had legitimate, you know, open, super late models on the track mm-hmm. that uh, between the heat, and the tire compound and the setup and just everything being new, guys were having trouble sticking to the track and they were blistering the front tires. And uh, in the heat, uh, I believe it was Jimmy Owens and both uh, Sh- well, Shane Clanton, I believe. I think Shane Clanton actually got into the wall coming out of three. Right. And Jimmy Owens broke free coming out of four with like maybe coming to the white. And they were, they were starting to get a little nervous with their tires. And that was eight laps. And they were they were starting to heat up a little bit, so the the concern with XR and the drivers kind of started after the heat, right? And uh, so it progressed into the feature, and they were talking about you know if guys start getting hot, we're, we're thinking about throwing a yellow midway through, and I'm thinking, man, I don't, I just can't believe you know we had guys we had a, a late model show, a sooner late model show um, the year before, and you know we were running 20, 25 laps, no problems. Right. We didn't have any tire problems, any heating, you know, heat issues. Um, but I think I think that temperature and the wind played a lot more into it. Um, and just guys with way more power um, that hadn't been at the track. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people feel like, well, we go to Eldora, we'll be all right. Well, Belleville is just a different animal. And uh, so we got through the feature, uh, you know, no issues. Um, and afterwards, Davenport and Chris Madden and Chase Younghands, I was down on the, on the front stretch and we were kind of looking at tires 
and the XR guys came to us and they're thinking, you know, the drivers are worried about the tires. They're worried about overheating issues. Yeah. And basically it was, we'd like to switch to the small track or, you know, there's really no option. We want to go to the small right. track or we're pretty much done. They weren't going to run the big track the second night. Right. So as a fair board, we're sitting there and what's your options, you know? So, and I, and I, I don't blame XR. Um, you know, it was 100%, you know, they felt like with the same weather the next day, in fact, it may have been hotter coming that next day. Um, we were like, you know, let's do it. We put a lot of work into that small track. And uh, I think it turned out to be a, a pretty fair race. I mean, I know a lot of people come to Belleville to watch the half mile. That's what it is. And I understand it. I'm that way, too. But yeah. uh, when you got the best late model guys in the country or any race car driver, I'd rather have them in our pits than somewhere else. And if that means the quarter mile, let's do it. Yeah. No doubt, and we we know that we've had tire issues all year, right? Everybody oh, yeah. knows that, and it, it's been across the board in sprint car racing, late models, midget racing. It doesn't matter. Uh, the 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 tire usage has been really a struggle this year, hasn't it been? Yeah, well, you know, so many of these tires, I believe, and I'm not, I'm not a racer, right? Um, but with the 305 deal, you know, we were struggling to get tires. Um, especially with our 305 Nationals there in August. Uh, by then, a lot of tires are used up or guys are struggling and, and you're waiting on shipments and they weren't being made. But from my perspective, uh, and like I say, I don't know everything, but when these tires are being manufactured and then, bang, they're being ran, you know, maybe three weeks later, I would think that that's, those tires need to, to season. They need to cure away a while. And mm-hmm. it just seems to me like when you're producing them and then, bam, you're burning them off two weeks later, I would think that that's going to create some issues. Yeah. What, what are you, what is your feelings um, towards the racetrack? And when people think, cause I, you know, I hear it all the time, right? That the track is so fast that some guys are kind of intimidated to run on that racetrack. What, what do you say to those people that are, are a little bit intimidated by running on the big track at, at Belleville? Well, I have to, you know, I've kind of got two opinions on it, and I, I have to be kind of careful um, because as a promoter and a guy trying to, you know, get as many cars as we can on that track to put on a show to make sure we, you know, get people coming back and buying tickets and everything, keep that track going, I want to see as many cars there as I can get. Can get. You know, if right. there's a 305 Sprint car in the area, we want them there. Well, you know, some people are nervous, and the, the longer I've been around it and get to know these guys, we want quality, good, professional drivers out there. And if you're not ready, then I, I believe that you come and watch or maybe help a crew with a guy and learn about the track and, and respect it and see what you're up against. Right. You know, if you know, if you, if you got your head on your shoulders and you're making good decisions, there's a lot of young guys that ran Belleville and done really well. Yeah, no doubt. And there's, you know, these race car drivers are getting younger and younger and younger. And it's kind of interesting, you know, you think, well, we don't want that 16-year-old kid out there. Well, you know, there's some 40-year-old guys out there that probably shouldn't be out there either. That, that's and, true. Uh, that's very true. 16-year-olds yeah. got it together. So right. it's a, I mean, if you're not ready for Belleville and you know it, then I, then you need to come watch and, and, and learn about it. But, you know, we had a, a kid from Texas, Landon Thompson, come up this last year during the Nationals, and he hadn't even seen the track. 
and he couldn't couldn't get the car to run the first night. The second night, I mean, he was awesome. And yeah. made the made the show. I don't remember exactly where he finished, but dang sure inside top ten. Super impressive. Young guy that I was a little bit nervous about. Um, so it's just hard to know. I mean, you want as many guys as you can to come run, but you want them to be ready and prepared and to, and to respect what it is yeah. and know how to race guys. You know, I, I'm with you, Drew. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. If that track intimidates you, then you shouldn't show up to race on it. Um, I, I, I agree with you 100%. It, it is such a fast track. And, you know, I raced at I-70 Speedway uh, most of my career, and it was a really fast racetrack. And it wasn't made for everybody, right? I-70 wasn't made for everybody as well. It was one of those racetracks where it was very intimidating. And I think uh, Belleville is the same way. And I think only the seasoned drivers that are comfortable racing on that racetrack should run there. Yeah. I mean, it's just all about how prepared guys are. And I mean, there's, you know, like I said, there's some guys that they'll start out first year and they'll come and they'll run good, but it's right. just all about respecting the track, respecting your fellow racer, knowing when to push it and knowing when to throw a slide job or to pass a guy so that you're not taking risks that are uh, <laughs> unwarranted. Right. Kirk, you want to ask a question there? Uh, yeah, Drew, this, uh, you know, the, the half mile racetrack has always been a, uh, tradition at Belleville and uh, the fact that midgets are more conducive to short tracks right now than the big half mile. Just uh, you reconfigured the half the, the little short track uh, and made for some pretty good racing uh, when you had the late models. I thought and the racing was events. great with the late yeah, models. Yeah, it was there. outstanding. Yeah. So, uh, Getting USAC back in there now, is there any chance that you could revive a big event for USAC to help, you know, kind of marry the tradition, even though you're not going to be able to run the half-mile racetrack, bring it back to the short track and build up a big event uh, again with uh, with midget racing at Belleville? I, I hope so. Um, I can tell you one of our challenges um, – like I've said from the beginning, you know, people come to Belleville to see the half and we're trying to put on um, a few more races on the, on the quarter and to use the facility more. And I think if we can get people to, to come and support us and watch it on the quarter, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, as a fair board, we'd love to get back to a, a Belleville Midget Nationals type event. Um, I think it's going to be tough without something on the half mile running at the same time. That's why I think the silver crown deal is really going to help us right. um, over the, over the past couple of years where we've ran the Rocky mountain midgets or even like USMTS um, with XR on just the, just the quarter and nothing running on the half. We really struggle to get people to come watch. Yeah. And I think if you, you add that, you know, the, the show onto the big track, whether it's three or five sprint cars or, or, 360 sprint cars or silver crown it's going to help us i don't i'm i don't know i mean it's something we'll, we'll wait and see i don't know that a standalone race on the quarter could you know could support a a big purse and we get the crowd there to pay it you know it's just right. something we'll have to see right right um the the 305 still run on the big track though right yeah we've had great success with the 305 race saver sprint cars 
um, with the URSS under Rick Salem. And now that's, that's sold and, and Terry Maddox is running it. And uh, we're excited about the future there, but they have been just a, a great fit for us. We've been running them the last several years, um, a couple times a year. Uh, it had been like around the July 4th holiday. And then um, ever starting in 2018 was the inaugural Belleville 305 Nationals. And so now we're going into year six. And, and last year, I think you could argue, was one of the best sprint car or all-around races that, that Belleville has held in years um, in, the, in the championship finale of the, the Belleville 305 Nationals. So it's, that's going strong. We have very little attrition. The motors have held up great. We've not had to deal with any overheating or tire issues. We've had very few, you know, on-track incidents as far as crashes or anything like that. It's just been right. a perfect fit for us. And uh, we we have added another two-day event going into 2023. Um, what we're calling it the King of the Crossroads um, because Belleville is that what they say the crossroads of america between highway 36 and, and highway 81 there mm-hmm. and uh so we, we got a, a two-day deal there and um we're gonna pay 2500 to win for the finale and uh give them a good little test in tune before the sixth annual double 305 nationals there in august yeah um do, do we see any chance of maybe the all-stars or the world of outlaws coming back and running on the big track do you see that in the future of Belleville? I mean, we'd love to have them. Uh, we've reached out. We reached out last year. Um, there's there's some things that uh, the World of Outlaws would kind of like to see us do with the track as far as lighting, which we are working on. We got a grant. We're going to start improving lighting and stuff oh, like great. that. So I, I think as long as we continue to upgrade the facility and uh, keep working at it, you know, the more races we hold, I think the better opportunity we have. And so that's what we're trying to do. I mean, obviously the goal, I believe, for any racetrack in America is to either have, you know, one of these premier sanctioning bodies to come. And with USAC coming back, that sure helps us. And if we could get the Outlaws just make a stop. We've had XR make a stop in their, their building. And uh, they will be back with a, another event in uh, mid to late June that we haven't uh, announced yet. But, uh, you know, it, it takes time to, to get it going, and uh, I think we're in the, going in the right direction. Right. We're visiting with Drew Erkenbrack. Um, it, it's such a cool deal to have the, the National Midget Hall of Fame right out there in front of the racetrack, isn't it? Isn't that, that's a pretty cool deal, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a great thing for our community, and, you know, everybody at that museum cares a tremendous amount about Belleville and the track and midget racing and, and the town in general. And to have, you know, USAC back in town and have a lot of those those familiar faces around and, and get some fans back out there to, to visit the museum, it's a big deal for them. So, it's yeah, I mean, it's it should it's, – it's a good fit. It's, it's hard to have the, the High Banks Museum and the National Midget Racing Museum or Hall of Fame out there and um, not have – USAC and the midgets stop in town. Right. Um, so it's it's what it needs. We're where we need to be now. Yeah, no doubt about it. Kirk, you got another one you want to jump in there? Uh, yeah, Drew, uh, just to kind of talk a little bit about uh, just some of the other events that you may not have already announced. You mentioned the XR racing coming out. I, I would assume that's going to be on the quarter-mile racetrack, but uh, are there any other events you're going to be adding to the schedule? Uh, and, and more importantly, to the half mile. Yeah, 
So, um, like we like we've talked, we're going to start out with uh, USAC with the Midgets and Silver Crown, uh, May nineteenth and twentieth. Right. And then we will jump to the King of the Crossroads, and that's June ninth and tenth. Those will be three hundred fives on the half mile. We will announce support classes on the quarter um, in the days to come. We will then. I'm I'm just going to. There will be an XR event. It won't be the XR Super Series, but it will be a late model show um, happening there in, in uh, mid to late June, and that will be on the quarter. That information will be coming out within the next week or two. And then we will jump to July 3rd, and we've kind of got an interesting event there. We're, we're, we're starting something new with the, um, the Stock Car Dirt Crown, Nebraska Dirt Crown. Uh, those guys have put on a heck of a deal the last couple of years, Robbie Marsh has come to us and wanted to put on a stock car race. We're going to call it the Firecracker 50 on the quarter mile there. Oh, awesome. So it'll be a 50-lap, 3,000-to-win stock car race. And uh, then we also have uh, sport mods and the return of 360 sprint cars on the half mile. All right. So we're going to, we're going to run 3,000-to-win, uh, 360 sprint cars on the half. And uh, we're looking forward to having that, uh, having 360s back. It's been a, a long time, really. Man, uh, I can't remember the last time that uh, the Luxor ASCS National Sprint Car Tour was. Uh, we ran there. Uh, we did it the was live. 2013. Bro- was it 2013? Yes, it was. That many years ago. Wow. Yeah, and if I remember right, uh, Brian Brown passed Aaron Reitzel on the top there at the end to win. Right. And uh, Reitzel was running the bottom, and uh, Brown got him. I think he came back from like 10th or 13th. It was a great show. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and it's going to be great to see the 360s back there running again. And and, and you think they're going to be running on the half mile? Yeah, we're going to put the 360s on the half mile. Um, so far, it's not an ASCS national tour or like a Malvern Bank Nebraska 360. It's just, right. uh, it's just an independent show that we're going to run with the help of uh, the Dirt Crown guys. And um, I've talked with Terry about it, and uh, they may kind of help us um, on their way back home from, I believe, Albion or uh, Harlan, Iowa, somewhere in there. They're going to be up there that weekend before. So we're on a Monday. So we're not really – I don't believe we tried really hard not to be scheduled over anyone else. Right. And uh, so we're going to kind of do it as a test, and hopefully we can build something there. A lot of our 305 regulars now have 360s. So it seems like it would be a, a a pretty good fit for us. Right. Man, it, you mentioned Rick Salem. Uh, man, he's been a longtime supporter of Belleville, hadn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's – and that's terrible. I can't tell you the first time they came. Um, but he's been – I mean, he's been right there whenever we needed him. I wasn't on the, the race board in 2018. Um, I was involved with the track, but I wasn't actually a board member when – the USAC midget deal kind of fell apart and uh, everybody's standing around. And actually my brother, Blake, who's on the race board with me, uh, we had kind of formulated a plan uh, in that summer of 17, that these 305s, they went to a big wing. IMCA deal in Nebraska was, I mean, really taken off with the Sprint Series in Nebraska. You had the URSS in Kansas and we thought, you know, there's potential here. So we had kind of started working on creating an event. Well, after the midget deal went away. It was kind of a no brainer. And Rick, he stepped up with the, with the past board and it was just seamless transition. And they brought on Tommy Estes as the race director, which that was the best decision uh, they could have ever made. 
he's the best in the business and we've kept him on. And uh, luckily now with his new position with USAC, you know, that kind of opened our door, gave us a foot in the door with USAC now. And uh, we still are able to hire him as our race director for the June 9th and 10th show and for our sixth annual 305 nationals. So um, without Rick, I don't know, you know, exactly where we'd be right now. Him and Tommy Estes, have uh, really, really, really helped us. Um, and I tell those guys all the time, I don't think we could do it without them. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, the one thing about Tommy Estes, the one thing you know that you're going to get is that he treats everybody equal. He doesn't play favoritisms. That's the one good thing about Tommy Estes. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I talk to Tommy frequently. Uh, you can trust him. I mean, he brings a crew. Mike and Gina Wilson and uh, Dennis Crow and, and Lonnie Wheatley. And when they come up to the track, it takes the pressure off of us. I mean, they're, they're the best in the business. We don't have to worry about much. Uh, mm-hmm. We just get the facility ready, give them what they need, and then uh, people come and pat us on the back after the show. And it's like, man, it's not us. It's, it's Tommy and his crew. And we can, I mean, I got no worries when Tommy and his crew shows up. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, anyway, uh, Drew, man, we really appreciate you coming on the show, talking about the Belleville High Banks. Um, the most important thing for the listeners that are listening to the show right now is the fact that we need to keep the big track alive in Belleville. That's the most important thing. Would you agree with me on that? 100%. I mean, that's why myself and all all seven of us that are on the this this race board we're all volunteer and our our number one goal is above anything else to keep this half mile in Belleville going that's that's all we care about we want to make sure that uh, it goes on for years and hopefully my son and his son in the future can continue to go to races at Belleville and sit in our same seats that we have forever and we're going to do everything we can to keep it going and keep it strong and uh, we just hopefully everybody will keep supporting us. We've had great community support, and uh, we look forward to another successful year. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, the Chili Bowl's coming up here pretty quick. Are, are you going to be down there for the Chili Bowl? Well, no, I need I need to get down there. We we always send a good group of guys at the museum. They go down and they promote the track for us mm-hmm. and uh, the museum and everything. So they'll be down. But I have a hard time getting away in the winter. We. We farm here in, in uh, Republic County, Western Republic County, and then we also do uh, our share of waterfowl hunting and, and oh. things like that. And my dad's a college basketball coach, and so it's just kind of hard for me to get out of the, out of here. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Drew, we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. All we can do is help you promote the Belleville High Banks and keep the word out there that we – we want the half mile to stay alive, and, and, and we'll help you do that. And any time that you need to get the word out, all you need to do is give us a call, and we'll get you on the show. If there's something, some news that's coming down about Belleville High Banks, just let us know, and we'll be glad to open up the phone line to you and have you come on here and talk about it any day that you would like to. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate it. It's Cotton Kirk, and uh... – Look forward to talking to you again. All right. Thank you, Drew. We appreciate you. We'll see you. All right. There you have it. Um, and that, that was it, – it's good to know that the goal is to keep the half mile alive and well and running. 
that's the that's the most important thing. Wouldn't you think, Kurt? Oh, I definitely agree with that. I mean, you talk about uh, just the tradition of what that half mile means. And I understand with midget racing now, it just uh, from a cost standpoint, even as much as the safety part of it, why, you know, USAC and other midgets uh, organizations really don't want to run big half mile racetracks. And it's not just Belleville, it's any half mile racetrack. Right. These midgets are now built for the uh, small racetracks and they've reconfigured that quarter mile track to the point that I think it's going to put on a great show in May. And, uh, and Kirk, don't you feel like. I hate to say this, but do you feel like that the half-mile tracks are starting to fizzle out a little bit? Do you feel like that? Oh, yeah. But I, I think I, I'd i still hate to see it go out all the way. We we don't want Belleville High Banks to go away. No, and, we you know, Knoxville's a legendary half-mile racetrack. Eldora, I mean, there's great half-mile racetracks that you still want to stay alive, but mm-hmm. from a cost-effective standpoint, especially if you're trying to run weekly races on a half-mile racetrack, it's a, it's a pretty tough deal to do right now mm-hmm. at most half-mile racetracks. But Belleville, it's got so much tradition, and I can't wait to see that Silver Crown race. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Track. I think we're, uh, Kirk, I think we'll go out there for that race. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's May 19th and 20th, Friday and Saturday. The Midgets are going to run on both nights, Friday and Saturday, and the Silver Crown cars on uh, Saturday only. Yeah. Well, that's going to be good. All right. Hey, I want to remind everybody about uh, the 2023 Z06 Corvette that they're giving away um, on raffle tickets up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Um, Again, this is a Z07 performance package. It's a pearl white uh, Corvette, uh, a tri-coat color. And they're going to give you $25,000 in cash to help you pay for the taxes with this car as well. It makes 760 horsepower, and it's a 5.5 LT6 V8 engine with goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds, 8-speed automatic. It's got the big uh, brakes on it. It's got the larger wheels. Uh, it's got the aero package on it. This is a great car, folks. It's a real race car on the street. It, it, it's got everything that any race car would have. And I'm telling you, if you want to buy a raffle ticket right now, you can do so at winaz06corvette.com. Winaz06corvette.com. The sprint car is gone. They gave that away. A guy out in Pennsylvania won it. And um, now it's they're going to give away this car on August 19th, 2023, the week after the Knoxville Nationals. Um, so if you want to buy a raffle ticket, all you need to do is go to winaz06corvette.com, winaz06corvette.com, buy this performance package. This is a Z07 performance package. Again, this is a 760-horsepower Corvette, folks. Could you imagine driving a car around with 760 horsepower you know when i was growing up cars only made 425 horsepower and that was a lot back in those days can you imagine driving a car around with 760 horsepower so if you want to buy a raffle ticket and all the proceeds go to the national sprint car hall of fame and museum you can do so at winaz06corvette.com all right 
There you have it, folks. Another show in the books. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Um, if your company would like to be involved with our show, please uh, contact us at racingboys at racingboys.com. We'd love to have your company involved in our show. And we'll do a little bit better job tomorrow here on Mostly Motorsports. For Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow.